This episode of Womanica is brought to you by BetterHelp. As a podcaster, I love telling people stories. Sometimes, though, I need a different kind of listener, someone who's professionally trained to help. With BetterHelp, I get just that. I tell my story, then listen to licensed professionals who are there to help me better myself. They're professional, affordable, and convenient. I want to help you start living a happier life today. As a Womanica listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash EW. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash E-W. Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. Our story today takes us to Berlin in the early 20th century, where our artists' controversial photo montages challenged societal expectations and depictions of women. Her work is known for asking big questions in surprising and off-kilter ways. Let's talk about Hannah Hoch. Anna Theresa Johann Hoch was born on November 1, 1889. Her father, Friedrich, worked in insurance. Her mother, Rose, was a painter. Hannah's mother introduced her to art at a young age. And in her early teens, Hannah moved to Berlin and enrolled at the School of Applied Arts in Berlin-Charlottenburg. There, she studied crafts like calligraphy and embroidery, as well as glass design, bookbinding, and textile design. Hannah's studies were temporarily interrupted by the outbreak of World War I. But in 1915, she was able to re-enroll in the School of Applied Arts this time with an emphasis on painting and graphic design. That same year, she met and started a relationship with Austrian artist Raoul Hausmann. A few years later, in 1918, Raoul introduced Hannah to the Berlin Dada Circle. Dada was an artistic movement that had sprung up a few years prior in Zurich and quickly spread to Berlin, Paris, and New York. It represented a total rejection of traditional artistic practices that required training, like sculpture and painting, in favor of using everyday materials. It sought to embrace nonsense in the wake of the mass tragedy of World War I. From 1916 onward, Hannah worked part-time for a Berlin magazine publisher, where she designed patterns for household crafts, such as knitting, crocheting, and embroidery. Her salary was enough for her to support herself and live independently. Plus, the job gave her access to a large array of printed images and text she could use for her collages. Although collage or montage work was practiced by many, Hannah and the Dadaists are credited with embracing photography as its primary medium. Hannah spliced together photographs alongside discordant images to reflect on the confusion and chaos that enveloped the German government in the post-World War I era. Hannah was the only woman in the Berlin Dada circle, and her photo montages often focused on perceptions of gender. One of Hannah's earliest works, entitled Cut with the Kitchen Knife Dada Through the Last Weimar Beer Belly Cultural Epic in Germany, was displayed as a prominent centerpiece of the first Dada International Fair in 1920. It's a political and social critique of Weimar-era society, complete with distorted images of heads of state, maps of countries where women could vote, and industrial machinery. Despite Hanno's role in elevating the Dadaist movement, she was often ostracized within the Berlin group due to the fact that she was the sole female member. Not long after Hannah's success at the Dada International Fair, the Dada movement in Berlin splintered. Around that time, Hannah's relationship with Raoul also came to an end. 
Between 1924 and 1930, Hanna created another series of roughly 20 collages exploring themes of gender and race. Her work and life sought to reflect a new woman, someone who wore her hair short, earned her own living, and made her own decisions. In Hanna's art, the new woman was often juxtaposed against images of traditional sculptures of women you might see in a museum. During that time, Hanna started up a romantic relationship with a woman, Dutch author Till Brugman. The couple was scandalous at the time, and they didn't last. In 1929, Hanna returned to Germany, where a new threat awaited her. With the rise of Nazism, the art world in Germany was being strangled. Hitler designated artwork he wasn't fond of as degenerate and un-German. Dadaists were designated cultural Bolsheviks, and many of Hanna's peers fled the country. Hanna remained. She made a daring attempt to save papers and artwork from the Berlin Dada Circle, but otherwise she withdrew from public life during the war. Hanna took refuge in a small cottage outside of Berlin, where she tended to her garden and found inexpensive sources for her artwork. During the war, she was married and divorced. Following World War II, Hanna remained working in Berlin. Her style as an artist had grown to encapsulate many different mediums with clear nods to other movements like expressionism, symbolism, and new objectivity. In the late 1960s and 70s, her work started to break through to greater audiences, in part due to the work of feminist scholars who sought to reclaim the previously undervalued contributions of female artists throughout the early 20th century. Hanna passed away in Berlin on May 31, 1978, all month, we're talking about visionaries. To see some of the work we've been talking about, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. And special thanks to Alessandra Tejeda, who curated this month's theme. Talk to you tomorrow. Hey team, it's Jenny. I have a quick request. We love the Womanica community, and we're eager to get to know you better. That's why we created a short listener survey to learn more about you and what you want to hear on the show. Check out wondermedianetwork.com survey to share your thoughts and be entered to win brand new Wonder Media Network swag. That's wondermedianetwork.com survey. It's quick, I promise. You can also find the link in the episode notes. Thank you so much for taking the time.